1: All right, we're waiting a special guest phone call. But in the meantime, Pete, I got to tell you, it is incredibly (laughs) bothersome to hear a a national newscast where they're talking about 14 people shot and and one passing in St. Paul, not far from the XL Energy Center today. Uh, As we look at um, Minneapolis and St. Paul and all that's, you know, uh, all the issues they have right now. When you hear something like that, I just I never thought we'd be one of those cities that's in the news for something like that.
0: No, and I lived in Chicago for a long time where that was the news. It seemed like Maxi, but never expected it back here in Minnesota the way we've seen it over the last couple of years, uh, even even pre-pandemic and everything uh, that's gone on in Minneapolis and St. Paul over the last couple of years. It's. It's just a shame that unfortunately uh, we have become like a lot of the rest of the country where we're reporting on murders it seems like on a daily basis which is uh, I did not grow up that way I can tell you that in Minneapolis we, we there was some crime here and there but we yeah, had nothing like Yeah I was going like to you went to Minneapolis
1: Central which would be the heart of yep. you know some of the places they have issues but it, what was it like then compared to now
0: yeah, yeah, I I always felt comfortable, never felt nervous. Uh, you know, once I became a senior, I actually drove to school rather than the the bussing to school, but uh, you know, you find your parking spot and sometimes a little blaze away. Never worried about the neighborhood, never worried about any of that. So, mm. um, it is different now. Now I think you got to got to walk around a little bit more gingerly and, and and make sure you're you're looking around and trying to avoid any kind of a confrontation. A lot of the time, Maxie, it's not directly at the people. They just happen to be there at the wrong and that's time, what and what scares that's... you. Yep. Yeah, that's the bad part, for sure. All right,
1: I do have that special guest lined up. We, we had a couple of phone hiccups here, but we finally got him on. Let's welcome in someone that you know very well, Pete Nigerian The head coach, Lou Holtz, was on with us the last time that we did the sports <laughs> huddle with Sid Hartman, and I thought, how apropos that the next oh. time we do the huddle, uh, we bring in a guest that you and Sid are very fond of. Coach Holtz, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Well, I want to congratulate Peter and Wish him nothing but the best in this new endeavor. Uh, WCCO is one of my favorites. I've done it many times with Sid Hartman. When I was coaching in Minnesota, we did a Sunday morning show, and I know Pete'll do a great job. I'm, you know, Peter's getting older now, but they may, <laughs> not know. They, they may not know what a great player he was. That he was not only a great player, he was a great teammate. You know, players come and go, teammates last a lifetime.
0: Pete, say hi to your coach. Yeah, I tell you what, nobody nobody knows other than Lou how much I love Lou and what he did and what he did for the University of Minnesota and the the program itself and where we where he came in, Maxie. We were a 1 in 10, maybe the worst football team on ever <laughs> it felt like. <laughs> and 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 Coach Holtz came in and I'll never forget the very first conversation we ever had that we ever had. He and I sat down in his office and he looked at me and he goes, "Peter, I just got one question for you." He goes, what's it like to get beat 84-13? Because <laughs> <laughs> then it happened against Nebraska, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, said, I, well, I was asking for a point of
1: information
2: because looking at our first, you know, I thought I was going to experience the same thing. So, I you know, what was really amazing, when I reflect back, I went to Minnesota and they had, the average score they lost by was, I think, 47-13. But hmm. in the winter, I got there in December. In the winter, I taught a class Sunday night for two hours, and I taught it like a regular class. One night it would be on attitude, the other on perseverance, the other on teamwork, etc. And, and that was really an awful lot of fun to watch the people grow and develop and, uh, you know, just to see their confidence grow. And of course, Peter went on to a very successful career in, uh, well, on the Chicago, uh, I think you were an options trader, which.
0: To me, is has <laughs>
2: incredible
0: thing. You talk about <laughs> up and downs. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Hey, Coach. I I, I tell you what, and I've always given you all of this the credit in the world because you deserve it. You you came in and you transformed uh, a, a losing team, not just uh, on the field, but we were losing in a lot of different areas, and and you you changed the absolute culture of what the University of Minnesota was back to embracing what Minnesota had been, you know, with all the national championships and everything else. And, and you gave us not just the recipe to how to be a better uh, football player, but to be a better person. And I, I've always given you the credit for that. You always have deserved that because there is something special about what happened in that very first off season, sitting there with coach Holtz on Sundays, going through this process, he'd bring in public speakers that were great, but Coach, I got to tell you, you you changed so many lives. Un- it's it's truly unbelievable. And then I I had the opportunity to be with Coach. I was the only non Notre Dame guy at a at a monstrous banquet out there in, in New York one year, Coach. <laughs> I, I don't know. that, that I do want to be the only non Notre Dame guy at any banquet. <laughs> there might have been there well, might have been two two three thousand my, people there.
2: <laughs> they're all my players. You know, when I went to Minnesota, I felt I'd spend the rest of my life there. But we had the Notre Dame clause, but. The reason was because the athletic director of the, at Notre Dame, and the new one, had tried to hire me three different times. And it's always been my goal to coach at the University of Notre Dame. What people don't realize was part of that clause was we had to accept a bull bid before I was eligible to leave. And, and nobody thought it would be our second year. And I never would were down at Iowa and, we, we accepted a bold bid to play Clemson. I said to Paul Gill, the athletic director, one of the great people who will ever be around in your entire life. I said, you know, if we accept this, another Notre clause goes in. He said, I think it's more important for the program. But uh, we, we love Minnesota. We love the people there. The weather wasn't really a problem, which I thought it would be. But but the work ethic of the people in Minnesota, you got the Minnesota athlete out of there. I, I mean, you could appeal to their pride, and they would respond.
1: Well, do you believe, Coach, that any program can be turned around, or does it have to have certain templates, or it, 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 you just can't do it? And, and what was that at Minnesota that you believed in?
2: I, I believe you can turn any program on. I think you can put me... Anywhere we could turn around, but you have to go through four stages, whether it's business or whether it's a football thing. First thing we had to learn to do, Peter, was to be Mm -hmm. competitive. And you learn to be competitive by doing the fundamental things, blocking and tackling. Then you have to learn how to win. And you win because you do the fundamentals, but you do the little things. Once you start winning, then you have to learn how to handle winning because everybody forgets what it was like a couple of years ago. And then you go to stage four where you become a championship team. And the championship team happens when your culture is defined by the players in the locker room. The coaches don't have to get on the players about the way they do. The players get on one another. And I think Coach Fleck has done a tremendous job at Minnesota. I think he has it going in the right direction. And there's no reason Minnesota should be a great program. My feeling was, hell, if you could win at Wisconsin-Iowa, you sure would have at Minnesota because you have so much going for you than those two
0: schools. You know, Coach, I'll I'll tell you what, it's such a pleasure and so great to hear from you. What are you up to these days so everybody here in Minnesota can keep up with what Lou Holtz is doing? I know you're a golfer, (laughs) but what else you got going on?
2: Well, i tell you, I'm one step from suicide and two steps in the <laughs> And the past year has really been hard. You know, I, I had COVID, and then I, I lost my wife of 59 yep. years who passed away. And then uh, I, I hurt my back, and I couldn't walk, so I had uh, 10 hours of surgery on my back. And oh, uh, oh. then I, I fell and fractured my kneecap, but oh, other than that, I... I I'm really doing well. I tell oh, boy. You what. Don't, don't get old. Old old is not for sisids. i tell you what, you better be tough and demanding. But, you know, it, it's part of life. And I'm an old man. As I said, my birthday can't discuss more than a cake. And the one thing I understand, <laughs> no matter where you are or what you're doing, you're going to have problems, you're going to have difficulties, you're going to have challenges. Never once in my life did I, I not have challenges ahead of me. And, and Life is not having avoiding challenges. Life is being able to I did not, I not have challenges ahead of me, and, and life is not having avoiding challenges. Life is being able to handle them, and uh, I have a strong faith in God, and I just go on and do the best I can and be, be a good father to my children and be a mother as well now. But that's uh, just part of life, you know. We all have problems.
1: Pete, what what was the takeaway that you got from Lou Holtz that you look back on throughout your career and you say, boy, this is what I remember every day that Coach Holtz taught me?
0: Oh, I live by it. I, I truly do, Max. Yeah. And, and coach had such a huge influence on me. I mean, the, the biggest two influences by far was my father and, and coach Holtz, And, and in, in a lot of ways for the same reasons, coach laid out to us exactly what he was just talking about there, which is we, we will face adversity. We absolutely will. That's, that's just a given. But how do you handle it? How do you handle success? How do you handle failure? Cause failure is going to come as well. All of those things, but. Every single day you start off with something positive, and, and I'll never forget, Coach had all sorts of acronyms, the positive mental attitude and all the rest of it, and it, it really did ring with me, and it's something that I carry with me, and I've carried with it specifically uh, playing football, but also when I got into the trading world in Chicago – I immediately had to find the fundamentals of what are these options? What does that really mean, options you know, versus stock and all those kinds of things? And, and just having to know and get as much information inside of your brain as you can so you're prepared for the next level and the next level and waking up each and every day excited about the day. And I think that was something that really resonated with me about what Coach brought to the, the Minnesota football program because he gave every single person on the team a special card and it was essentially a prayer to start off the day. And and I'll tell you what, it, it sticks with me to this day. And we used to do it every day as a team, and it really did transform us. Coach, i got a quick question for you. Where do you think – do you think we were on the cusp of becoming a team that was going to be at the top of the Big Ten before you left? Because I, I believe we were on our way. Um, oh, do you think so I, as well?
2: I definitely believe so, uh, Peter. I – there wasn't any doubt in my mind. Uh, the reason I looked at it, we got an indoor facility, uh, which helped. Our recruiting was going very well. We got Thompson, uh, Daryl Thompson, the great running back. We, mm-hmm. we did not lose an athlete from the state of Minnesota while I was there by two years. You could recruit there. We had so much going forward. Uh, we're starting to win. Confidence was growing. And there wasn't anybody in that Big Ten that, that I was afraid of. You know, we played Ohio State, and how did we lose to Ohio State? With uh, Foggy picked up what I thought was a first down, but he got me to groin by accident, and uh, so we had to take a timeout because they moved the ball back instead of having the first and ten on their seven, we're like fourth and uh, one on uh, like the nine. And then when Foggy went back in, they wouldn't let him come back in. had to put Allen in at the last second, the clock to run him. We don't have any more timeouts, and we screwed up playing. But, I mean, we played Ohio State even. We played Michigan even. Uh, you know, and those were the two predominant teams. Oklahoma
1: as well, right? Oh, that in Oklahoma
2: game. Oklahoma won the national championship, and we had the ball inside their 12-yard line with two minutes to go and couldn't score and i ended up losing by four but uh you know we we, we had a good football team but uh we we were getting better there wasn't any doubt in my mind that the thing about it is wherever you are good or bad peter because of choices you make you know you choose to drug, drugs drop out of school join a gang get tattoos or choose that difficulty in life and Please stop blaming me for the choices you made. That wasn't my choice. <laughs> but I, our players were making good choices uh, on coming to school, on working hard, on doing the things. We had an excellent staff. Paul Gill was a wonderful individual to work with. Uh, so, you know, you just try to move that thing on as best you could. And I was sad to leave uh, Minnesota. We almost got rid of the Minnesota clause uh, the summer before I left. Uh they had come to me and made a proposition, and I said, Okay, we will do that. We'll get rid of the Notre Dame Clause. But then they came back and said they couldn't do it. And so, you know, I just have a faith in God, and everything works out. You try to do the best you can. But, uh, you know, your, your wife cries twice once when you tell her you're moving to Minnesota, and the other is when you tell her you're leaving Minnesota. <laughs> she cried when we went, and she cried when we left. So that's always a great great compliment to
1: that state beat any final thoughts for the coach well how much fun is this
0: oh it's it's unbelievable and i i appreciate it Maxie. i'll tell you what you surprised me i didn't know who was coming on coach i one of the most favorite things i did and i mentioned it earlier but when you were included me which was extremely flattering there was a huge event out in new york we were we were there together and it was a notre dame function and you invited me to just sort of express what it was that that I had done in my career and how I was influenced, essentially, by yourself. And I'll tell you what, it was an absolutely unbelievable event, and uh, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I didn't realize it was a Notre Dame event until I got there, and and <laughs> Coach never mentioned <laughs> that to me. He said, "Hey, uh, there's two, three thousand people here," and he's got. Uh, we we had three or four other uh, athletes that he had coached, but. I'll tell you what the 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 Notre Dame community certainly was impressive, Coach, and I and I love what you did as as far as just trying to highlight that all these players are not just football players, but they're people, and and that that I think was one of the most important parts of what I took away from being around you at some of those kinds of events.
2: Well, Peter, to me, the football players at Minnesota, Arkansas, and Notre Dame are all the same. They were my yep. players, and, and I tell you. Uh, there's no difference in the character, the integrity, the work habits, etc. You could have played at Notre Dame. So many players at Minnesota could as well. But it's all about attitudes, uh, about choices we make. So I wish you nothing but the very best, Peter. You know, if you ever have a problem, you you call me, then you call 911.
1: Right. <laughs> I'll tell you one last story. Harvey McKay sent me up to go down and interview Lou Holtz in Orlando a few years ago, and, and we were sitting out at P down his driveway. Uh, out there uh, in Orlando, not far from the airport where he lives. And, and he was he was pointing to the neighborhood, some of the highlights, and he says, well, Ernie Els lives over there. And he says, over that rooftop is Sergio Garcia lives. He says, it's pretty hard to win the old club championship down here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. I got to tell you, I'm on TV, and Bart May said something about my golf game. I said, I want you to know I'm the best golfer in Lake Nona. And I'm not a good golfer. We have all those. Problems. I came back the next day, I still on national TV, the members are all over me. How could you lie? You're a lousy golfer. I said, let me tell you something. 300 members at don't done a little white lie. 300 million people think I'm the hell of a golfer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, Take I my like chances.
1: Coach, thank you so much. means a lot to us. And like I said, the only guest that we had on Sid Hartman's last one and, 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 the, and the re-acclimation of this uh, program. So thank you so much. And I hope Thanks, this next coach. year gets better, but certainly appreciate your attitude.
2: Well, thank you. And WCCO is great, but so was Sid Hartman. You take care now.
1: You bet. Good Lou, luck. Lou Holtz, former coach for Pete Nigerian. More thoughts on that when we come back. The Huddle.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: That clock at four. Donchich.